Turn to Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to start reading in verse 19. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. What I want to talk to you all today about is the veil. God's really been, I don't know, I guess, kind of dealing with me this week about the veil and the holy of holies. And I want y'all to, I want to make sure everybody understands this. I'm not trying to talk down to you like, you know, like you're not capable of understanding it. I just want to make sure everybody understands what that veil represented. And if you look at the way the temple was laid out, there was... There were a couple different courts, and there was this one area called the Holy of Holies that had this veil that separated it from everything else. And within the Holy of Holies was where the Ark of the Covenant was kept. It was where the mercy seat was. It was where the high priest would go in once a year and offer this sacrifice. He would would take blood in there and put it on the mercy seat one time a year. In fact, there's a scripture that says he went in once a year not without blood. It means every time he went in there, he had blood with him. That blood represented something, didn't it? That blood represented the blood that Jesus was going to shed. But I want you all to also see that this this particular area was not just a place that, that the Ark of the Covenant was. That was where the presence of God dwelt. His glory was in this place. In fact, there was no source of light in this room because it was totally closed off. They, if you do some study and you'll even see that they would tie a rope around the foot of that priest... And he had bells on his clothes. And if he didn't come out, and they didn't hear the bells, they would have to drag him back out. Because see, everything that went on in that place had to be just right. Had to be perfect. Because he was basically, for all intents and purposes, coming in to the presence of God. He had to be covered. He had to do everything the way God ordained it. And if he didn't, there was many times that the priest would die. They'd have to pull him back out of there. See, nobody else could go in there but the high priest. But see, that veil represented something too. 
that veil, they took such care to make it. I read in one place that it was, it was as thick as the breadth of your hand. Four or five inches thick. Man, that's, that's a pretty thick veil. I mean, that's like a wall made out of cloth. They took a lot of care to make that. That veil was a separation, a dividing line. Not just anybody could go in there. It took even the one that could, the high priest, took special preparation to go in there. The scripture I just read you draws a comparison between Jesus' body and that veil. I want to share another scripture with you before I continue. Matthew chapter 27, verses 50 through 53. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the graves after His resurrection, and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. So that veil that was, you know, four or five inches thick, just tore right down the middle from top to bottom. When He died. See, that that veil was a separation. We couldn't get access directly to God because of that veil. But see, when Jesus died on the cross, and this is where I really want you all to, to understand what I'm telling you today, when Jesus died on the cross, we all know that He was a sacrifice for our sins. We all know that He made a way for us. See, that, that Scripture tells you that when He died, that veil was torn. Why do you think that was? Because there's no more separation. See, we individually now, we don't have to rely on some man. We don't have to rely on some priest that has prepared everything just right because we have a new high priest. That new high priest made a way for us to get direct access to the throne room of God. We can now come into His presence because we're covered with the blood of Jesus Christ, that perfect sacrifice. We can come to God directly and boldly even. Boldly. Come to the throne of grace. We have direct access to the Holy of Holies, so to speak. We don't have to worry about... Man, I thank God all the time for this. I seriously thank God all the time. I say, God, I thank you that there ain't but one way. I thank you that I don't have to worry about somebody else doing their responsibility and doing everything just right to go and make atonement for my sins. I thank you that I can just come to you and because the blood's already been applied, 
Because I've already been covered and washed and that one sacrifice was good enough for all sins from all of eternity. It just covered everything. I can come to you and receive forgiveness of my sins. I don't have to go through a bunch of a bunch of rituals and ceremonies. I don't have to wait on some other man to do his part. I don't have to worry about going and finding a sacrifice. I don't have to worry about doing it one time a year. I can just come to you when I know I've done something wrong. Man, I thank God for that. He made it so easy for us. We talked about mercy in Sunday school. You know, a lot of times we think of mercy... And it just amazes me every time I think about how, how closely related mercy and grace are to each other, but they're almost the opposites at the same time. You see, mercy is not giving you what you deserve. And grace is giving you what you don't deserve. But I think about mercy and how even though it's not giving us what, what we deserve, because of God's mercy, He still gave us something we didn't deserve. You see how they tie in together? Do you understand that because of God's love for you, His mercy that He showed towards you, He sent His Son to die for your sins. And not only that, you see, that would have been good enough right there. That would have been good enough. But by tearing that veil, He showed you that not only do I forgive you of your sins, but I want you to come closer to Me. I want you to come and have access to Me. Through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, He compared that veil to His broken body. He compared that veil to what had happened to Him on the cross because He was slain. Because He was... Listen, the Word tells you that He was like a lamb prepared for the slaughter. That He was slain before the foundations of the world. It tells you that that was His purpose in coming. And I want you all to understand today that because of what He did, you can go to God directly. You can go to Him and receive directly. He is your gateway. He's your portal. <clears throat> I thank God I don't have to worry about some veil between me and Him. The veil has been removed. There's a song I've been singing all week long and hopefully... Probably won't be this month because we've got a lot of people going to be out of pocket, but hopefully next month or so our, our praise and worship team will, will sing it. It's called Take Me In. And it says, Take me in to the Holy of Holies. And it, he, the guy kind of in the, in the chorus of the song steps through the, the different aspects of the temple. and He just wants into the Holy of Holies though, you know. And I think about that song. I just I've been it's been stuck in my head all week, and and I know that's not necessarily God dealing with me, but it's just been in there, you know. And the thing that I really uh, like so much about it is the attitude that this guy has in the, is singing this song. And I think there's so many people today that have lost that desire to be in the holy of holies. 
They've lost that desire to really truly be in the presence of God. And, you know, I think a lot of it is because of what it requires of you. You see, you can't just come to God any way you want to when you want to get that close to Him. Just like that priest, it took preparation. It took sanctification. And we want to come to God on our terms a lot of times. You know, we're covered with the blood, and and God sees us through the blood of Jesus Christ. But if you really want to get into that kind of relationship with God, you've got to do a little preparation on your own. You've got to make sure that you have set yourself aside for God. You've got to make sure that you're not just entertaining every little thought that comes into your mind, but the Word says that you bring those thoughts into captivity. So getting into that kind of place, getting into that kind of relationship with God is where our church needs to be headed. We need to be focused on on getting just as close as we can. Now that doesn't mean that we're so heavenly minded, we're no earthly good. But what it means is that because we get that close, because we understand what it means to have that deeper relationship with God, we're then able to share that with somebody. You see, what this world needs is for people to show them what a true relationship with God is. Because there's so many false ones out there. There's so much of it out there that that has a form of godliness on the outside. But when you examine the the real crux of the matter, what you find is a false religion. What you find is a false belief in God. What you find is something that's not real, but it's weak and it's pitiful. And when we understand what what this veil represented and what Jesus did for us, it ought to change our way of thinking. You see, there was a price paid that was so great. And sometimes, yeah, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and we're so thankful that we receive remission of our sins, but we forget just how great the price was and just exactly how great the gift was. And we overlook sometimes the magnitude at which God went through the steps He went through, the process that was underway just so that He could be close to us. You know, if you had family that lived in New York City and they drove all those many miles to come and see you and they showed up and said, man, it's so good to see you. We thought we'd come and stay a week. And you said, well, that's fine. Y'all can stay here, but I've got other stuff to do. Now, don't you think their feelings will be hurt? They went to all that trouble to come down here to spend time with you, and you just blew them off. Let's say somebody looked at you, and they saw that you had a need, maybe a financial need, and... They went to the trouble to go take up some donations. And they got several people to to give to this collection and and they went to the trouble of driving over to your house to hand it to you and said, look, 
I understand you're in need. And so we went and got this all together to help you out some. And you said, eh, yeah, I need something, but no thank you. Somebody trying to help you and you just snub them. See, that both of those scenarios ain't too far off from what God did. See, He went to all this trouble. I want you to understand that the way things were done before Jesus died on the cross was to show you something. You understand that the sacrifice of those animals really did nothing? You understand that the Word tells you that that the blood of, of goats and calves cannot wash away your sins? It says that. So you see, all of that was to show you something. All of that was for one reason only, was to show you that even going through all that, even going through all this ritual and ceremony and trying to live this perfect life, abiding by the law in every degree, ain't good enough. It ain't good enough because you can't fulfill it. It's impossible for a man to fulfill that law to the letter like Jesus did. He went through all that trouble, y'all, so that when His Son came and died on that cross and made that way, we could look at that thing in the past and then compare it to the thing in the past for us now but present for them then and say, oh my goodness, look how easy this is. All i got to do is say, Lord, I accept what Your Son came and did. And I believe He is the Son of God and He died for my sins. And ask Him to come into Your heart and wash away Your sins. And that's it. Done. Forever. Wash clean. And that's just the beginning. You see, God wants so much more than to just forgive you of your sins. He wants to be so close to you. That's why His Word says, If you draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. See, that's what He wants is to be close. But we got so many other things going, don't we? We got, so, we got time for all kinds of stuff. But it's hard to make time for God. I just want you all to remember that today. I want you to remember what He went through. I want you to remember the effort He took to make a way for you to get close to Him. I ain't just talking about salvation. You see, salvation was was when Jesus died on the cross for your sins, but that was not where it ended. That's where it began. That was just the gateway. You see, you could have walked up to the veil and stopped, but you wouldn't have been in the Holy of Holies. You didn't get into the Holy of Holies until you walked on through. 